What's up, all you burner stoners and potheads, and especially all you gardeners out there? This is Mr. Wee Man and Big Girl with the Grow Hour. Big Girl, my brother, how the hell are you? What's up? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. You want to know why? Yeah, why? Because you came into town yesterday and bought me some new yeah. flavors. <laughs> yeah, I'm about cool. to smoke. I'm about to smoke one of them right now. But before we get started, we got a friend, a new friend on Marty from SoFem. SoFem, how you doing, brother? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm glad to have you on the show. We're all going to get baked right now. Since you're our guest, why don't you tell everybody out there what you're smoking on? Uh, let's see. I got a little bit of this uh, Rainbow Runts. Let's see if I can get it. Where's my camera? Oh, there it is. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw it yellow. Yeah. Almost. That's a little bit of this Rainbow Runts. Uh, probably sugar wax or live resin. Whatever. It's super delicious. It sounds it sounds it sounds delicious. I wish I had smell o vision on this on this show. It'd be great. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be this this delicious. I figured it was just gonna taste like most of the live resin does and that the smell is like uh it smells like candy. So I love a good torch on the show. This is the second torch we've had on a show. It's great. I love it. When we had uh, we had our friend Wolfman on. He used the bottle the bottle technique, <laughs> the the um, the seven the uh, what is it a two out the two liter bottle technique with the cigarette. Yeah. yeah, that's how he that's how he does his. And then we had uh, uh bird on. He was ripping his with an old school like yours with a with a rig and uh, Alabrihe. He smokes his out of a Puffco proxy, like I do. I smoke mine out of a Puffco proxy because it's just too easy, too easy. Uh, and then we had uh, Terpfine on, ripping dabs too, yeah. like yourself on on, the, on a nice rig. So, uh, and I'm smoking some stanky haze that's super fresh, grown by my big my my friend over there, Big Earl. Big Earl, tell me a little bit about this stanky haze. Uh, so the stanky haze. Uh... It's pretty much done. We did a whole line with her, and uh, I really love the F1. I took it to F2, and I liked my F1 huntings better, so I thought, oh, maybe I just won't generation this out anymore. But all everything with the Stanky Haze is super nice. That whole line is just so stacky and stanky. Um, very pine. Uh, pine funk would be the best I could put it. The haze sweetness comes through on the back of a lot of it. And just uh, like a, a depth of a flavor with everything it touches, which is why it's I fantastic. Like. I love it. I love everything. Everything you've done, the stanky Kush breath, the stanky haze, the stanky haze GG four crosses. Everything you gave me with the everything you gave me with the stanky haze has just been fucking phenomenal. And everybody who's gotten to try it too has just been great. What are you smoking on, my brother? Uh, I just lit up the peanut butter breath. Um, Nice and creamy, not actually super terpy to be honest, but real nice effects. I gave somebody a nice nug of that, and I got a text, and you brought this by a few a few months ago, I think like two months ago, and I gave them a nice nug of it, and I got a, and they were vaping it out of a vaporizer, and uh, I got a text message just out of the ordinary, rather like going, "Where did you get this? Unbelievable." And one of the best smokes I've ever had in my life. Now, this is somebody from Wisconsin. So, you know, I mean, so and uh, they were super impressed and super happy and just loved it. <laughs> nice, good. It's a great strain. People love that. Love hunting them. People find a lot of good stuff with the peanut butter breath. Um, 
this one in particular I kept because it was just really fucking strong and it had that nice cream turp and I saw it just partnering really well with some stuff. Love it. Love it. It's it's just like I said, it's just I, I think I got a couple nugs left of that too. So so fem, so there's a Thanksgiving story about this invite that uh Earl wanted oh, to talk yeah. to you about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not even want to talk about it. Was, yeah, I, I want like, you to talk oh, about it. We were talking about it last night. Yeah, I want to talk about the Thanksgiving invite. Because I was like, I was like, bro, you should come over for Thanksgiving. And you're like, oh, well, I don't eat gluten uh, and I don't eat meat. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. I got nothing for you. It was like, I'm so sorry, dude. Uh, I, felt bad. I felt bad about it, man. But yeah, the, the, homie Tra- the homie Travis was just uh, telling me the story about how he, you know, he had some family members over or whatever that were vegetarian. So he was trying to accommodate them. And I'm like, man, I, any, I get invites and I'm just like. I don't want nobody to have to cook for me. <laughs> like it's complicated. Well, like, see, I, I could cook. I could cook ve- a vegan or vegetarian for you. I just gluten free is just tough in this yeah. house because there's like bread all over. <laughs> well, no, nowadays you can get gluten free bread everywhere. No. And stuff. But then <laughs> no, it's one of those things where somebody somebody will be like, "Oh, let me. I want to do something nice for Marty. Let's uh, let's go get this and we'll get that and we'll get that." But then they'll they'll get something that doesn't taste good, like because you got you know it's just like anything where. You find out what's good and what's not, and then you know. So, it's difficult for other people to manage. It's easy for me to manage because I've been right. Yeah, and you got to be careful though because uh, you have like like celiac disease. I I, I no, it's not celiac. Like I can eat a real small amount of wheat. Uh, I was just I pigged out when I was younger, man. I ate whatever I wanted. I ordered pizza for breakfast like every day for ten years. You know, I then I'd eat Thai food. You know, just like order out constantly. You know, like tons of fried chicken and stuff like i drank a case of pop a day for since i was like 14 years old you know so it just caught up with me by the time i was 30 gotcha gotcha now you eat healthy you eat clean yeah yeah that's the way i like that's the way i like to go i eat just a good clean lifestyle nice yeah it's easy nice no no complaints so who the fuck are you tell me (laughs) who the fuck you are who's so femme marty so so femme yeah so i'm uh so I started SoFem in 2017, but um, I've been breeding since uh, 2012. Uh, I started my first company, Can of Fam Seeds, and then 2014. Uh, really, I wasn't planning on being like a, a breeder. Um, I got more into making new crosses because my two of my kids were MMP for uh, autism and seizures and parasomnias and other stuff, and I was kind of of the mindset that if I found strains that work well for them, then I could cross it them together or into something else, try to make something that's better. And uh, just because of how our genetics work, you know, strains that were good for my kids were also awesome for me. Um, eventually, I discovered I was autistic, you know, as well. I just didn't have some of the same challenges that my oldest son has. But when my youngest got his diagnosis, it all kind of kind of made some sense to me but uh you know so, so then my friends you know i you know like my friends would try the strains that i made uh super into it then i'd you know get like uh i was writing articles for a while about the work that we were doing local so we'd get a lot of other families that would come up and want to get oils and then we just it just kind of turned into a thing like i'm going to constantly keep making new strains and try to level up every single time and then it just that became my thing so by by like 2016 i was selling seeds full-time just breeding full-time just uh working on that stuff no more no more flower game no more caregiving 
So what? So Earl was telling me you you started off as Canafam, right? Yeah. And then and yeah. then turned to to Sofam. What was the kind of like? What was the reasoning behind that? So Canafam Seeds uh, was like my reg photo line, and I hadn't uh, I hadn't even considered doing fems because I was kind of egoic about it. You know, I was one of those guys that would. Uh, had the it was of the mindset that they were polluting the gene pool or whatever you know i didn't really uh do any research i didn't understand the science uh, behind it yet uh but then when i went to sell seeds full time when we had moved up north with the kids um i had to, i had to have fems so i started the small seed bank that's when i started my seed bank the unofficial good guys and then uh what i did was i found these guys they had a lot of rep in the community they seemed like good guys. They had a menu with about 30 feminized photo period strains on it. Did a big trade with them, my packs for their packs. Sold their packs for about four or five months. And then we started getting the emails and the messages back. Just complaint after complaint talking about males, not, not intersex traits, straight up males. Uh, we realized we'd gotten duped. Um, it was it was a big problem because you know of how social media is now, how the internet is nowadays. So that was a technically a new company. I was a startup. It had been less than a year. We were getting blasted on Reddit. So all I could do was like damage control, and it was super stressful. And I was like, why did I even do this? I, I'm like, I make seeds. I'm a breeder. I could have just made <laughs> the fems myself. I could have, yeah. you know, gotten the the best cuts that I could find uh worked you know my strains into them like it would have been easy and i'm like why didn't i do that um so it was one of those like uh where i i i, I can't fucking time travel so i have to just work twice as hard to fix the fuck up um so i started uh i, I did a hunt with about 900 seeds at about it was the end of 2016 i think i did a did a big hunt with about 900 seeds up north got all the moms that i wanted to use did all the first crosses, um, got into some, got into autos. I, I, you know, I saw where the market was going with autos back then too. So I, uh, did a couple tents, did some hunts with some autos, found, uh, found autos that I liked, made my first stock, which was the blood lemon skunk, and then worked that into other autos. So I did all that between 2016 and like 2018, came out with my first couple of lines and then uh, I was trying to think of what to name the company, and I was sitting there eating ice cream, and I, you know, because I got to eat plant based. So I was eating that uh, so delicious brand. Oh yeah, and, I like that brand. That's yeah, a good brand. And uh, it's yeah. it's it's really good, you know. Yeah. But, uh, that's how I came up with Sofem. As I was sitting there looking at it, and I said, "Let's, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. I like that." So I wanted to have I wanted to have a separate company uh, for my feminized stuff, so that people. People wouldn't, you know, uh, breed with the photo films and would understand that if they wanted to work with my gear, it still happens, you know, people still do it. But at least, uh, you know, people that know better would see, okay, this is his, this is his femme stuff. He's got regs. It's under a different brand. Let's get those. Nice. So the rebranding works. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you sometimes you got to take a step back and, and look at things and, and uh, you know, yeah. go, OK, got to move a little bit of a different direction here. And you rebranded successfully. I like the name. And look at where you got it from. Eating some fucking ice cream, probably stoned. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, SoFem, SoFem was supposed to be like the sister company, you know, uh, you know, and uh, that was a big brother. And then she 
she became like the hot sister and everybody forgot about the brother. <laughs> so. You know, I mean, we've had a lot of people on and three, four years ago, it was probably the same thing hearing about autos back then and then auto femmes and stuff like that. But we've had a lot of people on that are doing feminized seeds now and auto femmes and, and uh, right big girl. And uh, yeah, yeah. I say it because for just a home girl like myself, I have a small tent. I have a two by four by five tent. And I'm going to use Big Earl as an example here, Earl, and I love you. You know that you're fucking a bro for life. Oh, yeah. But well, five out of six, that's hard. You know, like five out of six. So I, he 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 gave me a couple packs of of this chilled wine haze. Yeah, uh, Landry's, uh Lebanese Landrace strain, right? And uh, you know, it's just regs. And uh, so I'm thinking, all right, I planted three because it was three and a three and a three and a pack. Planted three, all males, beautiful. If you were a breeder, Earl, I, mean, I, I shoot, I was shit you not. I was shooting him f- f- uh, photos and sending them to him yeah. and uh, going, dude, some of the, sh- these males were beautiful, strong. Like if you were a breeder, you'd be happy that you got these. If you wanted to like pollen chuck and do some shit. Okay. Dumped them. Found a seed of one seed out of, out of all the, the blueberry soda that you bought to the house. One seed that might mishap. I said, fuck, I'm going to throw it since these trees didn't work. And I planted three more, right? And and the blueberry soda took. And all it's flowering. It's fucking, he saw, Earl saw the buds yesterday. It's three weeks, going into his fourth week of flower. Buds are, are perfect. Those three Lebanese Landry strains, two of them out of the three are males. And this male, this female that I got is flowering because I already have the blueberry soda and flower. You see where I'm getting at here? I have a small tent, two to three plants tops, right? The plant looks beautiful. Lebanese Landry strain that took as a female. Gorgeous. Yuki liked the leaves, by the way, too. I cut, I trimmed some of the leaves. You told me to trim and Yuki loves it. My dog loves cannabis leaves. And uh, so what I'm trying to get at here is this. You being so femme and doing female Autoflowers is changing the world to a home grower like myself to where I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about it. If the genetics are quality and they're great, I haven't grown any packs from you. So we're going to find out more about you here in a little bit. I love it. So what makes me happy is that I don't, I I mean, trust me, I like, I like growing regs. It's fun. It's fun growing 120 days, but now I'm at the point where it's like, now I missed eight weeks. This was two months of finding males. Yeah. And now I'm short. Yeah, granted, I got that blueberry soda that took. That's going to be one plant. I'll probably get a couple ounces off that plant. But the point is, is I went through two months of no, no, nothing to show for. I should be going into my, my fourth or fifth week of flower on these yeah. Le- Lebanese Landry strains right now. So it's just a bummer because these plants were gorgeous. And his, Earl's genetics is phenomenal. It just... This is, I think, I've talked about this a lot to people. It's going to change the game because people are starting to learn. Home growers love to grow. And what you're doing and, and some of the other folks we've had on the show are going to change the world one seed at a time for people like myself. What's happening now that's, that's really good uh, just all around is that growers are starting to, especially in the community, is uh, growers are starting to realize more that it's – they're, you're supposed to check your plants when you get fems that you just like you do with with you get regs uh, that there's a, a slightly higher you know rate of intersex traits so just like with regs you check your plants so you if you pop uh 
you know, five, ten fems, the chances are you're not going to have any with intersex traits because, you know, you've only popped five to ten of them. But if you pop a full, a full room, you know, if you pop 40, 50 seeds, chances are you're going to have at least one or two that's got some intersex traits. So now instead of, you know, everybody fucking up their whole room and getting mad, it's becoming this 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 concept that um, there's supposed to be uh, a rate of intersex traits and you got to check your plants. So now we're getting to where people can just uh, you make and use fems without getting into this whole uh, this argument about it. I love you it. That's gotten I, better. Like we've been able to huh? breed that. Do you think that's gotten better over the years? Like we've been we'll be able to breed that out one day. Yeah, well, I think that that other breeders that do fems because a lot of a lot of guys are just doing regs and then they just switch over to fems because they learn how to do reversals. But there's still some some stuff to learn and I didn't learn it right away either. I kind of like pieced this in and learned from people as I went. But if somebody uses something that was from like a, a stress seed, like a rotalization seed, like uh, GG4 or um, <clears throat> uh, Girl Scout cookies, something like that, um, the, uh, the progeny is going to carry the genetic anomaly. So then when you do another reversal with something like that, uh, you could run into problems and the guy and you know, really all it ever comes down to is testing the, the, the progeny. If you do a big hunt and you test them and then they come out fine and there's a low rate of intersex traits, then you're good. But, um, not everybody does, especially people that don't have a lot of space, you know, guys that are just starting off, uh, in some grow tents and stuff and, and don't have the space to do a big, you know, 50 to a hundred plant hunt. Um, I can't do 50 to a hundred plants, you know, like I've got a, I have a whole network to, uh, of people to help me test now so that I can make sure everything is good before we release it. So that's pretty dope. So you, you started off as a reg grower, right? Yes. And then, and then you, you, you were one of the early makers of auto flowers. And, uh, from when you started to now, you know, how, how you, how have you seen this change? Because I talked about like three, four years ago, like I said, no one, if someone would offer you an auto, you'd be like, oh, no, you know, kind of thing. And that yeah. was like the thing when I first started yeah. homegrown. Autos had a bad name. But they then I got this. Like, I still see people shitting on them just because they haven't given them a shot yet, you know? I grew auto outdoors and we got some yeah. nice fucking plants. And you, yeah. you know, you aren't really supposed, I mean, you can, but you're not going to get the, the kind of like you're going to get indoors. But we got a fucking nice fucking little two foot and a half plant with fucking Coca Cola sized buds. The whole thing was one big bud. It was a lot of fun growing up. I've, got a, lot, I've got a lot of autos that finish looking like photos. The only real difference that I can tell is like, I don't know if you guys can tell, is like the stem usually on autos seems to stick out just a little bit more from like the stalk. But it's like that's a good thing. Cause then, and if you've got a plant that's got like a, a two liter bottle size cola, you've got a little bit of air, you know, air flow between the, the bud site and the branch anyways, instead of where you, you've got a photo with a huge cola, you're going to have bud rot here, bud rot here, just yeah. problems. So I can't so, like, I can't find anything about autos to complain about. So have you seen the industry change then? So when you started like for till now, you know, cause I mean, you start off as auto regs, <laughs> I presume, right? And now you're, no, auto I started fem. off with auto fems because oh, I, really? okay. I got into yeah, I got into doing autos at the same time as I started doing fems. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So it's a, I think it's been seven it's been seven years now. So So big difference then. Time, but. Big difference in the industry from seven yeah. years ago to now, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I kind of like, I, I tend to kind of like, uh, a pro- I'm a problem solver. So I tend to kind of like notice things when I'm, when I'm, especially when it like, when it uh, involves my livelihood, you know, I, I tend to notice things. So I saw the market coming and then I think a lot of people saw the market hit, you know, saw just auto flowers all over the place, saw new breeders, you know, switching over to them left and right. And then they, you know, wanted to get their hands into that pot. So, yeah. I, I personally went over, and I've said this before, I had friends that would, like, they're going to, they're in other states, and they're going to dispensaries and stuff, and it was like, bro, you know, I was like, you need to just fucking, these seeds, they, they started getting really good, and I started seeing people get nice yields and nice flowers, and and I was like, I was like, man, these are, these are nice, like, and uh, that's what, exactly what all, all my homies do now, they throw a couple seeds and pot out back. And they grow a couple ounces of weed, and for a lot of people, that lasts them all fucking year or a few months at least. Like you don't have to go to the dispensary for a few months, you know. But have you seen that? You think they've gotten better and stronger? And have you seen that over the last few years? I think so, and just generally, I think so. And I know mine have. I've gotten at least a, you know, some of my lines. Like I'm not super impressed with, but the, the terps are still there. So like I still release them. I still like them. They make great hash. Um, but I've got at least like, at least like 30% of what I put out. Um, it's like, I can see it getting better every generation. And then I bring reg, reg auto females in with, you know, with new reversals to make sure everything continues to be stable. Yeah. So nice. you do just, you do just autos, right Earl? Oh, no, I do mostly, uh, photos, but oh, I, okay. yeah, I dipped into autos and I'm doing my first reversal too. Or not reversal, sorry, conversion. So I'm on my F3 on my first conversion from a photo. Um, okay. Just kind of playing with it, you know. But, but, um, yeah, was it fun? Yeah, yeah, it's, it has been fun. It's fun chasing the traits and, and, uh, seeing them stabilize a little bit because I've never, I don't take stuff to F3, F4 that much. So, um, but the autos I, I see are fantastic. If I, ran outside i'd probably run autos to try to get like three yields a year um if i there's a lot of i I run autos right now with my hunts so i've i've i kind of like sneak them in i I run my and if i have a few females less i can kind of sneak them in or i keep them in my bedroom and uh, it just works so well it's like guarantees me full canopy and i can still do hunts and get you know 40 percent females and not be like well shit what am i gonna do with this square footage um, I finally dropped. Uh, I finally dropped beans to the cross you did with your poo, your uh, poo's peaches. The Florida with my lemon skunk tangy. Yeah, I finally got beans in the ground, so I'm looking for a female to reverse. Nice, dude. Yes, I yep. think you'll really like that, man. That lemon skunk tangy is so terpy and it's so dominant on its terp. It chases all the way through um, with everything. Well, with that, and then I, I. Uh, I back crossed that. I don't know if I told you that. I hit another lemon skunk tangy with that. Um, no, I don't think you told me. Okay, yeah. sweet. I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'm going to send you a bunch of those seeds. Um, okay. I haven't. I hunted through some of them, um, but uh, they were just so. It was all lemon skunk tangy. Um, so terpy and delicious. And then that UK narcotics I liked a lot too. Um, nice yeah. and big and chunky. Um, yeah. And then the gas hog, I think it was. The sour gas. Sour gas, yeah. You, yeah. Did, you did a competition with one, and I, like, missed it. Um, yep. I was fucking around, and I missed it. And uh, But I still grew out the plants. You know, I started it just late. And I was like, well, yeah. just, I'm not, not going to not grow these out. 
Um, really, really terpy too. Hones a really strong citrus. Um, but having lots of fun nice with them, dude. And I, I also threw, I'm not going to remember the name, but I threw some of your Canafam outside super early in the season this year to see what I could push. Just threw it under some plastic. And it only, all the plants out there only got like a foot and a half tall. But I got some seeds off of them. I'll have to go through them and find. There was, there was at least one or two Canafams out there. That's what's up. Yeah. Fuck Sweet. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, what what uh when we talked about like what what do you think we should talk about? What what, what what you brought up vibrations, which I thought was really cool. Uh seeds and vibrations. Um and I thought when I started kind of looking into it a little bit cuz I was like, "Well, fuck, I don't know much about that." Um what what did you mean exactly by vibrations? Was it like vibrations in the air, like good vibes, like what what were you talking about there with this with everything? Which one of us are you talking to? Oh, I'm sorry, Mark, you. yeah, you. When, when, when me and you were talking. The only vibrations I know is good vibrations by the Beach Boys. So if you got some fucking yeah. new technique, I want to hear no, about you gotta, it. No, you got you to ask me the question again because I thought I thought you guys were talking to each other. My bad. No, yeah. When when I when we brought up before, it was like, hey, what what kind of uh, what do you want to talk about? You know, like what what should we bring? Up? You said seeds and vibrations, and I looked into the vibrations a little bit, and okay. uh, I, I, I and then. It, it, I, I quickly, I was like, well, what vibration? I didn't know if you were talking about like good vibes, like, Hey, like, <laughs> yeah, good vibes in the room. You're, you're not a piece of shit. You, or if you're talking like music type vibrations or vibrations in the air or like fans or what you're talking about there or like negative vibes. If you have if vibrations can be negative kind of shit. I don't know. But I thought maybe we should clarify that before we went into vibrations a little bit. I don't remember what we were talking about. I remember we were talking. I remember we were talking. Were we talking about an article uh, about? Um, were we talking about an article about how they made cannabis grow faster with vibrations? The pro- probably, uh, probably a while ago, and I probably just brought it back up. But it was just okay. something that I had never really talked about. And when you brought it up, I was like, "Man, this is pretty fucking interesting." And we looked up a little bit of it. Um, and just, you know, I wouldn't know like how you can use vibrations in the, in the garden or, or what, what even that means, you know, cause I, I kind of assumed that it was sound vibrations, but then I saw some articles and they were talking, it wasn't talking about that so much, you know? So I remember only thing I remember talking to you about the other day was the germination thing about how, uh, how, um, People will like they'll ins- they'll try to germinate in paper towel, and they'll insist that because you know I have it at least like you know once every couple months I'll just have uh, you know somebody that says they got seeds blah 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 they've been growing for twenty years blah 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 they couldn't get any to germinate so they want more of the seeds but they insist that the seeds are bad and I'm like <laughs> but I'm like what 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 germination method did you use and every single time it's paper towel method so then I started to. First, we were wondering if there was a paper towel conspiracy, and uh, you know, like, did they did they start putting something in the paper towel, like, because they you know people, yeah. you know, we were joking around about it. But then, in, in all seriousness, I was thinking, you know, I've been I've been working some of my lines, some of my photo lines since 2012, 
you know, that I've made like, you know, uh, up to seven or eight new generations with, you know, before I started even uh, doing reversals with it or anything. Um, And I'm like, uh, 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 losing my train of thought, that fucking dab, man, that fucking. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually know what you're going through so fast because when we did the show with with, uh, Wolfman, I was dabbing, he was dabbing. And like, there was a point where Earl took over talking and i felt my eyes roll the back of my head for a second there because i was <laughs> fucking ripped <laughs> well i found my tra- i found my train of thought thanks for, for the intermission <laughs> but uh yeah the, with the with the germination like so i've been i've been you know i've never used the paper towel method you know i've always done either right in soil or uh get down sit down it's my dog being annoying I've always done right in soil or I've done, you know, um, the wicking trays where you've got the little styrofoam tray with the rapid root plugs. Um, I've done, I do jiffy pots. Jiffy pots is what I've been using mostly for like the last three or four years. So with my autos, especially like I'm, if I'm doing, you know, generation after generation of, of new crosses, um, I'm germinating with uh, those methods, the methods that I use. So every single time there's a percentage of seeds that don't come up, obviously a small percentage, maybe those would have been seeds that would have germinated better with the paper towel method. You know, you guys get what you get, get my drift. Like, so I'm just, yeah, that's, so that's something that's been on my mind lately that I've never heard anybody else talk about um, is like, I think that when I, I think that when a breeder recommends a certain germination technique, we should take it seriously. Um, whether it's serious or not, you know, like whether this is a thing or not, you know, until we know it's not a thing, like, why not, you know, why not say, Hey, you know what? I always do germinate in paper towel. I've been doing this my whole life. But this, this guy says, get a Jiffy tray, 72 sites, fill it with, fill it, fill it with exactly three quarters of a gallon of water, you know, and half a, half a container of peroxide. And he says, let it fill up and then put a seed in there a quarter inch down you know, and and he gave me these exact instructions. So why not try it out? And then they get 98% germination and it's like, Hey, <laughs> but and if we do the opposite, you know, and then we, and we do paper towel and then we don't get germination, like why, why be surprised? Yeah. Well, we've and is, that about just, that. Is, is that just for the autos or is that would be for photos? Well, it, would be Sorry, with, it would be with anything that you work again and again. Like if you make uh I, I hate to say F1 because it's technically not an F1 cross, but if, you know, you cross uh, two, a male and a female together and you make a cross and then you hunt that and then you cross that into something else and then you hunt that and then you cross that into something else and you hunt that and you cross that into something else and you hunt that and you cross that into something else. You could do all that in like two and a half years or less technically. Um, and then there's been so many new generations that, they would respond well naturally to the breeding technique that you used to make the seeds that you hunted to make the new seeds that you hunted to make the new seeds that you hunted because you're doing the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we talked about that a few times in should we, should you look at growers techniques in general? Cause like say yeah. you grow led, then you're making yeah. your selection based off of a certain spectrum of and wattage and, temperature and humidity and seed germination and drying process uh you know so if somebody you know i I was talking with somebody once and i said you know by theory 
as long as somebody's making good seeds, whoever has the worst garden would make the strongest plant in this situation. Like if you weren't putting a a skill or an eye into it, you know, it's like, Hey, if, if your shit's all over the place and your plants are still not harming and they're still doing great, then they're probably going to do okay in most people's gardens. Yeah. If if your garden doesn't change one degree, if it doesn't change 1%, if you have everything dialed in perfectly, you might be making some fantastic plants, but if you're not doing these different tests, I think that's what testers do a lot. When you send out to testers, you mentioned before, if you're not doing these certain tests and and saying, Hey, this actually isn't responding well to a hotspot. So HPS is fucking these up. So I would at least want to warn somebody that this warm spot, but I could totally yeah. see that the seeds too. I never thought about that with the seeds, honestly, how you germinate. If yeah. these seeds have a thin wall, a thick wall, if they don't respond well to overwatering, underwatering, yeah. what, whatever that might be, it's going to and you and it's continuous yeah that, that makes perfect sense that's awesome that uh you're right nobody has ever talked about that really well one thing i just thought of with what you just said too is like uh like if you're growing on on leds you're going to get more of the finished purple than if you're growing under hps so mm-hmm. uh, a breeder who is growing under led might be thinking that he's got you know, like a certain percentage of purples or whatever. And then he, and then he crosses into another generation and he's, he's using the pundit square and he thinks he's got this all down, but the guy with growing with HPS is going to have entirely different results because unless he brings, you know, he, he, he could bring in cold temps, you know, with it, would there be variation there too? Cause the HPS guy can bring in cold temps. He might still get more purples, but if you have, you know, like if you have, both, if the LED guy has to say at the same time as the HPS guy, you're going to get more purples with the with the really nice LEDs like every time. Yeah, more of the spectrum in there. The yep. And I just I just upgraded in the upstairs room to a couple of refurbished Scorpion Diablos, and I'm seeing that right now. Like everything's purple <laughs> under this thing. Yeah. I've got it's all purple and black, you know, and then everything that's under HPS in the basement is still green. Hmm. So it's it's a totally. Scor- Scorpion Diablo, yeah, those uh, they're uh, HLG lights, new mm. HLG lights. So to check those out. <laughs> is that why uh, Earl Earl told me this? Is that why hippies grow such good weed? Though everything you're talking about, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the vibrations. <laughs> One thing that was vibrations. cool is I was looking this up, right? And I found this article back. I was talking to you about uh, a little bit before the show. This article, it came out in the 70s. Uh, it's from University of Western Ontario. And it they tr- tested sound, basically, like literal sound. I, I know that this is, we just talked about this for w- one second earlier. But I just wanted to bring mm-hmm. this up because it was fucking cool. And uh, they tested sound and basically found that it can play a role in growing. And they found that at growing 14,000 hertz, uh, almost doubled the growth of, it was a bean plant, doubled the growth of a fucking bean plant, of, of, of their controlled no volume, no music bean plant. Um, and it's just so crazy how in tune everything is together, you know? Like everything, so, it's so crazy how, how much every little thing matters. Um and that we've been studying this shit since the seventies and we've never yeah. really talked about any, any kind of growing with, I know people say like the, the woman who sings to her plants and I always figured that was CO2, but 
or the like hey play music in your play mozart play the play this play that i've heard all kinds of shit and i've always just kind of been like okay but then you see stuff like that and it's like well fuck or, or you know even thinking about the season all that it's just it's so interconnected and so personal that like having a breeder like you being able to contact them and being able to get in touch with them all the time um is so vital to like a really fun successful cannabis experience um with your so back on the autos not to, i got off track a little bit there um can you give us a couple tips or trips or tips or tricks growing those you've been growing them for a while people ask questions all the time size of pots anything uh yeah inquiring minds want to know so fam (laughs) what's your secret (laughs) so so i know not everybody wants to grow big plants i know some people grow autos specifically because they they are smaller and easier to manage easier to take care of they uh they don't need to smoke as much so they don't want to have it all sitting around or whatever and I get that. So um, in the same hand that you can use a larger pot to have a bigger auto and to extend the, the time of vegetative growth so that it gets bigger and produces more, uh, you can still control the size uh, and have a smaller auto by using a smaller pot, um, by using less hours of light. Um, so there's, 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 uh, there's that side of the coin, too. Um, if you want to get the most out of your auto, you're going to want to use, uh, a minimum of a five gallon bucket, you know, like a paint bucket, like a Homer bucket. Uh, you can use like a 10 to 15 gallon pot. They'll stretch out even more, um, with the majority, you know, they're not, every auto is not going to be exactly the same, but the majority of autos, uh, in every in every auto strain it's it's more about where the tap root goes uh if the tap root hits the bottom of the pot or spirals out and starts to hit the sidewalls of the pot uh there's going to be uh, a better chance that it's going to start flowering sooner than you want it to so the bigger the pot the more soil in it the more space that those roots have to move around and continue to feed and take in nutrients and water uh, the bigger the plant's going to get. But if you want to keep it small, you can just start off in a solo cup or something like half gallon to a gallon size, and uh, and it'll be smaller. If you water it less, it'll be smaller because you're going to have some root stress, and you're going to create like a dry pocket or multiple dry pockets where when you water after the soil's been dry, the water tends to just find a way down to the bottom real quick, and then the tap root grows to the bottom. So... Whereas the other side of that coin is to grow, if you want to get them bigger, make sure you're keeping the pots not entirely dry. Like you don't want to keep them wet, but let them dry out for a couple days till they're like maybe half dry, maybe 40% and then give them some more food and nutrients. Let the, the roots continue to stretch out. That's a good tip right there, everybody. (laughs) What do you think about cloth pots with that? Do you think that gives them a little bit more time? So, uh, you know, I haven't experimented a lot with the cloth pots. I used to use those uh, when I was just, you know, like caregiving, just growing flour and stuff back in the day. And I liked them for that. Uh, But then I just got back into using plastic pots and I use those. um, I use those uh, black uh, bins they sell at like Home Depot and stuff with the yellow lids, you know, the nice strong ones. I like to use those. I just drill holes in the bottom of them and then I've got like a 12 17 whatever you know gallon pot yeah so 
yeah. run like an organic soil. That's exactly. I don't know if you remember, Mister. Yeah. That's exactly how Mike Strait ran it. How who? Mike Mike, Mike Strait. Strait uh, okay. He loved genetics. He ran okay. the, the organic soil. That's so. It's so. I break down soil in those, and it's that's so like enticing. Um, but that's and how many plants do you run in one of those? How many plants do I run? If I do autos, I'll usually plant like four or five seeds in one of those just right, right in the soil. And right. uh, I don't have a problem. Like I know some people feel like hot soil burns up their, their plants, with their seedlings when they start from seed. But uh, I don't have, I don't seem to have any problems. Um, I, I'll, I'll dump like Fox Farm if I'm too lazy or don't have time to, to mix super soil. I'll just dump Fox Farm, you know, right into the pots, right into the bins, and germinate right in those, and I don't have any problems. And yeah, and that soil runs hot, but it's yeah. good. I mean, yeah, I haven't used it in a long time, but when I used it, I always got a good grow out of it. You know, when I first started gr- home growing, you know, yeah. Fun- so, fungus gnats are the only problem with the Fox mm-hmm. Farm Ocean Forest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they make a lot of good stuff. I like all of Fox Farm stuff. Uh, I think Aurora is also part of that, and all of their stuff's really nice too. Um, yeah. I don't know if you ever used any of their turf teas or anything, but that's all really, really nice. Yeah. I've used their their nitrogen. I think that's the only thing. Uh, probably some probably some like guano products too. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. always had a really nice rep too. He's always real funny when he'd come in. I was I always like talking to him, but I can't remember his name now. But um. I think uh, I, I, a lot of people like like to argue about it, but I think uh, with at least with my autos, generally training them early is going to keep them in bed longer too. Some people don't like to top them because they want to have one you know big main cola and then they do whatever with the the rest of the scraggly lower buds. But uh, most of mine just uh, it's better just to train for a canopy, uh, get them to bush out as much as you can before you start to see pistols, and then once you see pistols, just let them go. Yeah. Let him go. Let him go. So selling seeds. Earl's told me he's seen you at a lot of places, you know, auctions, a lot of trades. And uh, he said you guys all went to Hash Bash together, which I need to get out there one day and yeah. uh, show up. It's just cold, man. You need to do it like when it's a little warmer. <laughs> it's always cold as shit. It is like cold. <laughs> it sucks. I want yeah. to be outside. I want it to be nice. Yeah. I saw Earl was showing, sending me pictures. I'm like, dude, it's cold as fuck there. <laughs> yeah, no. When I was when I was younger, before I was old enough to go to Hash Bash, I always assumed it was like on 420 or something because it's in April and there's 420 and then – once I could finally, like, you know, I was off probation and stuff, I could actually go. Uh, I'm like, is it, it's really like the first Saturday of April? Like, this is cold as shit. I, I, we went with, uh, you know, the kids with us one year and it was snowing. We had to just pack it up and leave. It was just too cold. Yeah, yeah I had cold. fun. I had fun when I went with Earl, though. Yeah, that, that was, was probably fun. the best year. Was he decent, was sending me some pics. Weather. Huh? <laughs> I said he was sending me lots of pics. So, yeah. Uh, so he's like, he was telling me, we were talking last night. He was saying that he sees you at a lot of places and, uh, you're at auctions all the time, lots of trades and stuff like that. And selling, selling autos or versus selling regs, but what you're doing now, I mean, I mean, you got to work it, right? Is that why you go to all those? I, I do events mostly because, uh, that's how I like 
get myself out for road trips and stuff. Like I'm always working. Like when I don't, when I don't, I've got split custody of my kids. So, uh, I've got a lot of, you know, I've got like 10 days in a row every, you know, couple of weeks of, of time that I can just work, work, work and get as much as I can done. So like if I book an, an expo in Ohio, I know I'll make a couple grand at the expo. So that'll cover getting a rental car and, you know, the time I'm taking away to travel, getting food, hotels, stuff like that. And then I make some money. But I also get out like I'm I'm behind my booth, so like I'm extroverted when it's my booth. You know, when I'm walking around the event, I it, I, I I don't have the energy to talk to people much. But like behind my booth, like it's my party. Like so, I have a good time. It's fun. Uh, I get my 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 packs in the hands of like new customers. Uh, I can pass out freebies and stuff too to people. You know, the people that don't intend to buy anything. They get a freebie pack. They if some at some point they're gonna try it out or give it to someone else or whatever. Um, so it's fun, and then I get to go out that night. You know, wherever I'm at. If I'm in Cincinnati, then I get to pick a spot. You know, go check out someplace new, then hop around to somewhere else. Then the, uh, the next day, if if it's a, a Sunday and the event gets out early, then we get to go check out the shopping. You know, just go check out the parks. See if there's a disc golf, disc golf course or something. Yeah, my yeah. man, my man. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That's, that's the real shit. Is like being able to like I can go to I can go to yeah. Virginia and then I can look up on the app and see what courses are there like within like twenty minutes of the expressway on the way down to Virginia. You know, like I, not just in Virginia, I can probably check out some other shit. You know, so, right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's cool. Um, it gets me, it gets me out. It gets me sometimes I, sometimes like almost every time I vend an event, uh, I make a friend either from the people that are like next door to us or somebody that was just walking around and we got to talking for a little bit. There's, uh, you know, making new connections that sometimes put money in my pocket. Sometimes I'm just, you know, just meeting new people to fuck with. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff. Can't, but we went uh, to hash bash just to fuck around. We got to go, you know, just get get wasted, get blazed, you know. Yeah. That's what we <laughs> Ain't did. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, it was I never been before. It was really cool. Um there's like two different hash bashes, which I knew about, but I don't know if I knew the extent of the, the separation of them. We should have uh, did the hotel event. I was being a penny pincher. <laughs> me too. Me, why well, it was like it was like fifty bucks. To, I'm not trying to put any shit out there. It was it was expensive. It was more expensive than I thought it would be to get in, dude. Yeah, it, it might have only been thirty bucks. My buddy that went there was telling me he didn't think it was fifty. But either way, like we at that point we had already you know like we smoked a lot. We were hungry. We had went to a bar, you know, got a drink and some food and. We're having a good time, just chilling, talking. They're like just going out and smoking a cigarette. Like I met a breeder, like just a local guy from Ann Arbor. Just just made a you know a couple crosses. Doesn't sell anything or have his name out there. Whatever. But he was walking around with a sandwich bag full of seeds, just handing them to anybody that wanted them. And it was a, a legit sweet cross. It, it was uh, something with uh, pine, dream, uh, pineapple, right? probably pineapple express, pineapple something, blue dream. I uh, can't remember what else was in there, but it's a good cross. I, I popped some seeds that I finally that I've actually got in the uh, seedling stage in the basement right now of it. So nice. just, that was just, that was just going outside with the with the homie to uh, to smoke real quick and you know just somebody walking up. So like hash bash is super good vibes. There's like it's always been that way in Ann Arbor though. Like even when there's uh, you know, even when before we had medical, it was it was still easy to go to Ann Arbor for hash bash, be able to smoke a joint outside without getting in any trouble. 
Well, you folks in Michigan know how to fucking make some really good hash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You folks in the Mitten, boy, I tell you, I've I've got some really good hash out of fucking my mitten. My, uh, my brother does hash, and he's got a pro- he's got a press, and uh, does the resin. I've got some mm. uh, I got some of my GM Oreos uh, hash resin right now, so it's like super awesome. But we waited too long to press it, so it tastes like absolute shit. Tastes like <laughs> it tastes like the way hash smokes <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm like so I'll, I'll take a i'll take a fat dab of it but then i gotta take a dab of something that like tastes good afterwards just to get the, the candy back in my mouth yep i gotcha <laughs> do you do you is it cool if we go over the colloidal silver technique that you use because yeah. i feel like I, it's almost I, there's almost everyone i talk to uses sts and so yeah. it would be cool to hear the colloidal silver and um, so people can compare it a little bit. Because I've never used that. I tried to. I'll tell my story about it because it was not successful. I tried to make colloidal silver. I never tried to spray it. I tried to make yeah. it. And I got like a battery and hooked it up to these little pieces of silver wire and put it in some fucking distilled water. Um, I couldn't get my parts per million high enough to what the little book said I needed them to be. And I got laid. I was like, well, I'm going to be lazy about it. But I would love to hear because when I talked to you before, you made it seem like it was maybe a little bit more of a gentle application than an STS or something. I mean, hopefully I'm not speaking wrong. But No, no, you're good. Um, so, well, there's like less – there's not a lot of science really to the reason I switched over to Clydeo Silver. So I was using STS, but I was always – I'm a creature of habit. Like once I find a, a safe whatever – you know, to use, then that's what I just go with. I'll just buy the same thing over and over again. It takes, it takes something happening to get me to switch to something else. So I was using the Terracea's Mist. Um, I was getting it mostly from Amazon because it was just easy. It was a better deal than anywhere else. And then, you know, right to my house. Uh, and then for probably maybe, uh, at least three years, three, three and a half years, I'm using the same product. No issues. Every time I do a reversal, exact same thing spray for you know wait until all the autos are like two weeks into flower so i can see which ones are worthy of a reversal start hitting them right at the two week point so that like three weeks into spraying them i've already got uh you know male flowers forming everywhere coming out of the the the, the bud sites um and i'm good to go because you know if you wait too long then you it's harder to get the reversal going and if anything you just get stamens um so I, you know, had no, had no problems every time for like three and a half years. And then I'm using the Teresia's Miss and I go to do a whole project where I did, uh, I probably hunted at least 150 seeds, ended up with, uh, you know, 15 to 20 females and it, I've got the room ready. Uh, I'm doing the reversal and it just doesn't take. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, that's never happened before. So then a few months go by got another project all set up i'm trying to make up for lost time so i'm I'm, you know just went right into another project do the reversal again same thing it doesn't take luckily i had a backup project going because that's (laughs) that's how you know that's how i am i'm always like can't get i can't fuck myself over twice so then the backup project a month later i do the reversal it doesn't take i'm like what the hell is going on i think there was one more project maybe there was one in between where it worked you know but I, i think there was one more project where I put all this work into it, had all these plants, spent all this electricity, you know, just all this time and it didn't reverse. And I, and I, you know, I, I 
figured it all out. I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. I did the same thing I'm always doing. Uh, so then I was thinking maybe this Amazon supplier has been watering it down. And I'm like, bingo, that's what it has to be. It had, that, that makes sense. Like, so I go to a local store uh, in uh, Ypsilanti and uh, get, get the, uh, um, or not, not Ypsilanti, uh, Whitmore Lake, I, I think it is. And then uh, I, get the, I get a bottle of it there in person, same four ounce bottle that I, you know, that I was ordering from Amazon to another product. Yeah. So this is what the next one was. It was the, yeah. So I had maybe one in between that worked and then I got one, the one from this store, started the project, thought everything's going to be fine. I got this one from a totally different store, supplier, everything. And same thing. It didn't take. So I was just, I didn't want to get into it. I, I was so frustrated that I didn't want to even think about anymore. Like what could the problem be? You know, like, is it the company itself that started watering down its own product? Like, I don't, why would they do that? It doesn't make sense. Uh, did I do something wrong that I can't think of? You know, I like, I couldn't figure it out. So I had gotten a sample of, uh, Clyde Silver. Uh, I was doing a gene traders event over in Detroit and I'd gotten a, a free sample of, uh, this, uh, from this co new company co then called, uh, Spaceberry Canna. And they gave me like, I think, a eight or a 16 ounce bottle of it or something and said, you know, go crazy. Let us know what you think. So I tried it out, uh, used it. I, this time I planned in my head of having to spray it down for like three weeks. But what I realized as I was using it is I could be more generous with it because the, the cost was the, the price with uh, point was so much better than the Tercy is missed and the STS. So I was also able to be more generous with it. So I found that the reversal was taking me the same amount of time with the Clydeal Silver as it was with the SDS. Uh, and then uh, you had asked if there was any difference in the plants. Um, I, I noticed as long as I don't drench the fan leaves with the Clydeal Silver and I just kind of spray the bud sites and just a little overspray hits the fan leaves and stuff, uh, the fan leaves continue to look like immaculate all the way through the whole reversal. Whereas with the STS, if I get the fan leaves at all, they start to curl up. They start to look leather, leathery and different. And then it kind of makes you think once you, once you have pollen coming out of it and your plant looks a little bit more stressed or mutated, you kind of think, well, I wonder, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, basically for me, it was just I tried a new product and it worked and I was having problems with the other product. And I said, this is my new product. So I've been using uh, the same uh, Spaceberry can of Clydeal Silver for three years now. It's nice. working. Yeah, no you said you like to correct things, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you spray yeah, like just, I have no problems with it. Yeah, so. you spray just the flower sites then a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I spray just so if I'm so if I'm doing a photo reversal, it's different because I can do a hunt with a bunch of regs, and then I can select I can flower everything, uh, take cuts of everything uh, right right after flip and then uh, clone them and then I can flower everything and then I can have the clones going in a separate area and then halfway into flower I can go back through all the females that are flowering decide which ones are keepers because it's only going to be maybe five to ten percent of the females that are flowering that are going to be worthy of something um, and then so I go back to the clones and I throw out all the 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 clones that came from the females that the 90% or whatever 
and then I've got just the keepers. So then I can grow those back out and then take some more cuts to clone so that I have it so that I can keep it. And then I can reverse that mom while she's still in veg. So then I just uh, lightly spritz the, um, the little bud sites, you know, the shoots as they're growing up for about a week and a half or so. And then I can do a flip. And then continue to, I'll do, you know, like every few days I'll spray the whole plant down really good just to make sure I'm getting everything. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just spraying the bud sites down. And then by the time she's, she's flipped and she starts uh, showing sex, I'm seeing male flowers. But with autos, it's about two, I wait till about two weeks in because I don't want to, the only alternative if I don't wait till two weeks in on the autos is I could start the reversal right when I see pistols and I know that it's a female. Uh, but then the ones that don't turn out, I'm just throwing away fully seeded plants, you know? So it's just, it feels, it feels wasteful. It feels like it's an easier process to start hitting them when they're about two weeks in and I can actually see which ones I want to work with. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the hardest part about those, you know? And like, it was even, uh, just making them. <laughs> well, it's like it's like getting what what plant do you want to breed with? What female or or reverse? What what plant do you want to? Because you got one shot at it, you have to predict it. Um, if you haven't, if you've grown it out before, you might be able to say, "Well, I like the plant that shows this leaf structure usually, or something like that." But if you haven't grown it out before, then you're just kind of being like, it's just kind of like, "Well, this one's real strong. This one's real turfy, shit like that." So. Um, it's always way more complicated with the with the uh, autos in my I think it's it's much harder because you can't clone them like you just said you know yeah I've seen some guys you know that that are doing it but it's like I don't even have time to do it just as a fun little experiment or whatever because you'd have to time it out so well like you you would think in your head because there's supposed to be a pre-set clock to when it starts flowering that if you took it at like if you took the cuts at 20 days and then the mom flowers at 25 days then as soon as the clone roots she should start flowering like 5 days later but everybody that does it says that's not what happens they say the clone that they take continues to veg out for a few more weeks gets just about as big as the mom does or the mom did and then they take another cutting from it before it flowers and they did the same thing again but uh even if even if that's a hundred percent true, because I, you know, I remember seeing pictures, but I, so even, even if people are doing that, you'd have to, you'd have to time it out perfectly. Like you'd have to get that cutting before you see pistols every single time and get it into another room under, you know, under the right conditions and, and turn it into a clone and then put it back into the same conditions that you had the mom in. You'd have to, you know, like I can't, I can barely, I can barely like keep up with, uh, making clones of the moms that I have to keep everything in rotation, let alone, let alone all that madness. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be wild. I've never, I've never heard that. Um, yeah. What do you got coming down the pipe? What new projects? I, so for photo releases, I just, uh, released this one, the new Oreos Mac flurry. And, uh, we've got the Panther Piss, which I'm excited about. The Cheetah Piss Cookies Cut crossed into the Oreos, uh, 1.0 Breeder Cut. And then with this, uh, Fizzy Lifter, 
I like I your did. packaging. Yeah. Oh, thanks, nice. man. I upgraded all the packaging this year, so it's like um, I don't have one handy to open up, but uh, I grew up. Really open, uh, open this one up. We'll do a giveaway with it. So I upgraded the packaging this year, um, and I put a lot of like thought into it. Like I wanted to do something really cool, and it really turned out. So it's like a joint case or like a blunt case and then yeah. you, pop, you pop this little tab open it up and then you've oh, got yeah. your seeds so then you pull the seeds out you plant them you put this in the sock drawer or whatever for four or five months and then once you've got it dried and cured and you're rolling up some joints or stuff for pre-rolls or whatever you pull this back out and you've got your strain specific little joint case and that's fucking perfect. genius yeah that's, that's fucking cool nice job so fam i like that i noticed <laughs> it right away i'm like it's a different packaging right there and i tell yeah. you what so breeders uh, I, we've had on this show uh some of you all man have done really nice work on your packaging it's impressive the care and and the here here you use something to be able to use something again so it's yeah. not wasteful that's what i'm hard. into Yep. Yeah, that's with my auto, with my autos. I'm I'm paying for the stickers, and then I'm paying for the mylars, and it's still pretty cheap to you know put those together. You know, I can do that stuff at night when I just want to sit out and watch some trailer park boys and veg out and sit there and just do <laughs> stickers. But it's like it's just wasteful. It's all getting thrown away, you know. So I'm like, with this, the only the only part I couldn't manage was the sticker. You know, the cost of the stickers, and then you know keeping up with getting the stickers and time and stuff was too much. So I'm like, you know what? I looked into what I would need to make my own and I got the printer and I got the, uh, the cricket Explorer three. So now I've got, now I'm like a crafter in my living room <laughs> and I'm just every night when I've got the, the TV, I'm just, you know, like tuning into some bullshit just to have in the background or whatever. I'm just running my own stickers, you know, page after page, sheet after sheet doing my own packs and you know, I'm into it. Like it's, it's a, it's a good life. <laughs> Fucking tell me about that. Yeah. Like I said, I like the packaging plug away. Where can we find you at? Where can people find you? you got a website you got you on social media what's up uh yeah so you can find me a lot of places on on social media the there's a couple of instagrams one of them is uh disabled right now uh the last uh the last guy uh from india that i had that could get my accounts back for me is not i think he lost his his connect at facebook or whatever so uh, right now I've got the at uh, Sofem Genetics, and then there's an at Sofem Genetics underscore official Instagram. I'd follow me on both of those because you, you know how Instagram is. You could just wake up and it's gone, and sometimes you can't get it back. Uh, on Facebook, I've got a couple of accounts. There's uh, Sofem Genetics where it'll, it'll say my name, Martin West. Um, there's a little picture of a Lego guy on there as pro the profile pic. And then Sofem, the commander, you can find me on there. There's uh we have a Facebook group. It's really cool. We do a lot of auctions in the group too. Uh, a lot of first claims where you can get gear from us and all kinds of other breeders, uh, for, you know, where they, the auctions start off at half price. And if they don't get any bids, they go right to first claim. So it's an easy way to score some deals. Uh, that's called the, if you, if you search bar uh, type, uh, Sofem official home group. It should pop up. If you need a link to it, just uh, just find me. You know, on social media, ask me for it. Um, my website, my seed bank site, is the unofficialgoodguys.com. Uh, if you type in sofemgenetics.com, it'll get you there too. 
Uh, we're also carried by uh, a handful of seed banks. If you're in the U.S., uh, Multiverse carries us. Um, I should have wrote this down. I can't think of the other guys. Multi <laughs> Multiverse carries us. Um, if you're in Minnesota, uh, Soda Bean Company carries us. Um, Who's really, actually, if, who's your, if, who's you Google, if you Google Sofem Genetics, actually, you get uh, a couple of pages of, of different seed banks to carry us. So that's yeah. the best way to find out. It's just what about inter what about internationally? You got, you know anybody internationally? Uh, so so for Australia, uh, Osvalt on uh, Instagram. I think it's Osvalt or Australia or underscore Australia. Uh, you can get packs from him. Uh, we we had uh, we we did a lot of business in Australia for a few years, and then in 2021 they had a lot of bad luck with the feds over there. Um, so for Australians, usually I, I say just order direct from us. I've never I've never had uh, any international uh, package first class international packages seized other than Trinidad and Tobago's because their customs there's just insanely corrupt. You know they just they go through everything. Um, but uh, and most of the time, there's not even a customs issue. It just disappears. But I've never had any problem with uh, Australia, with New Zealand, um, most of Europe. It, it You know, easy. So if you're That's international, right. ordering direct is easy. Uh, if you hit the website, uh, it won't until we have a, pay, a, a regular payment processor on the site. It only takes U.S. orders, but you just send us an email and we'll work with you. Sweet. I love it. You said something real quick before we say goodbye. Uh, social media, so many breeders and growers and even myself have lost accounts. Here's yeah. the, here's the crazy thing. Why do we still use these fucking <laughs> social media platforms if they don't like us? We have to, uh, you know, I know because, I have to, I know. Yeah, I, I have, I, I mean, I don't, I don't use my personal accounts much at all anymore. Uh, I'm just over it. Uh, I have to use my business accounts because you can't get people off of social media. Like, no, I know. Yeah, they're just on it all day. Uh, they're accustomed to it. They scroll. They talk to their friends. They use the phone feature and messenger. Like Facebook, you know, came out with so many. They came out with a feature for everything. Uh, people get their news from Facebook, which is ridiculous. So they're just on it all day anyway. Um, they they came out with that uh, that cookies app, you know, the 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 social you know yeah. club or whatever. We were waiting for that for a couple of years. We knew about it, just waiting for it to come out. And then it just randomly came out one day. And we thought, sweet, here it is. Let's make an account. And tried using it for like over a month. Didn't have a single uh, actual message on it other than some scammers trying to sell me pounds of alleged shipped, you know, flour. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I just, I I get frustrated with in, in hearing when when. I mean, like I said, I lost my I lost my my main account and had to start all over. And hearing it from you know guys like Turp, yourself, so many. I mean, I can I can name so many you know that we've talked oh. to, and and we just keep on, we just keep on like going back to them like suckers. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> well, you can get like you can get your Instagram accounts back now. You just have to pay for them, so it's like a racket. So we, we, we figured out that it's like obviously most of Facebook operations is in India. So uh, there's people that are like, they're just hustling, you know. So they're like, well, hey, we can turn accounts back on. I don't know if they can turn them off, but they can turn them back on. So they'll send you a message. If you put in your 
profile on your new account. You know, my other lost my other account at 8K or whatever. You know, these the, these guys like sit there and they go through accounts looking for that kind of stuff in people's profiles, and then they send you a message saying, "Hey, I can get your account back for 300 or 500 bucks." Or uh, hold on. Sorry, that was my battery going low. They'll be like, I can get your account back for 300 bucks. You don't have to send me any money until I get your account back. Well, that's hard deal to turn down. So I find, I've been yeah. trying to get my account back for like eight months. And I said, you know what? If you can get it back, yeah, I'll give you 500 bucks. The next morning, my account was back up. I'm like, no joke. You know, I'm, call I'm calling all the homies. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> like we, I had almost lost my farm this last summer over losing that account, like right when spring started. And, I, and that was my whole customer base on Instagram, you know, like all the money I was counting on just vanished into thin air. So and then right. I just just wake up the next day and get this account back. And all I had to do is send this guy some money, just cash app him some Bitcoin. So, and then we, we figured out the Facebook problem by, uh, you know, it, it's not going to work for everybody, for, but as far as like breeders and vendors and shit, we can just sponsor other groups, you know? Um, so I sponsor a lot of like, you know, groups that have up to 5,000 or 10,000 members or more. So if I lose an account on Facebook, when I make a new one, I can go into my groups and say, hey, please shout me out and everybody, you know, follow the new account. And then you can get not you're not going to get all your following back overnight, but at least it's a, a big boost to help get you back in front of all the people that you're used to being in front of. Right. Yeah, I know. But it sucks. sucks. You're right. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it sucks. Terrible. Trust yeah. me, I get aggravated every time I go on it because I just look at that number and it just I'm so shadow banned, too. It's like not even it's not even fucking funny. It's just garbage. Yeah. So I just yeah. uh, I always say to myself, I'm like, we just just there's a lot of us out there should just be like, see ya. Yeah. And watch what this, they do. This, the stress equivalent of like losing an Instagram at like 8000 followers is like a house fire. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like having something just disintegrate right in front of you it took me it took me three years to get the five thousand people yeah. and uh when i lost that i was like whoa and those yeah. were real people those weren't just like fucking a bunch of those were like people that like i built had relationships with and talked to people all the time and like dms and it was a pretty yeah. big deal for me remember earl i was fucking crying man like a, so um uh, but man we appreciate you being on the show brother we really do i appreciate you having me man it was good yeah. to meet you yeah, thanks for getting stoned with us and, and lighting a torch up on screen. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Big girl. Man, I tell you what, brother. What's the thing you got to do when you're growing autos? We got to, I think Marty will attest this to, extra cow mag, triple, quadruple, <laughs> everything. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter what kind of pot, what kind of plant, cow mag. <laughs> Calmag, Calmag. Oh, hey everybody out there, we love you. Don't forget the Calmag. Peace! Check out our cannabis lifestyle brand online at 8decades.com. Our custom smokes and accessories are perfect for your coffee table, bedroom nightstand, or kitchen counter. They're designed for you to show them off. The Canna community is also loving our hemp and cotton blend t-shirts, sweatshirts, scarves, and hats. Finished off with our 8 Decades logo. We've got some awesome long-lasting goods that will be your favorite for years to come. Eight decades, because a ninth decade of cannabis prohibition isn't acceptable.